0: Good day. It's January the 18th. I don't know that we really understand submission. Very often, I have viewed submission as an act, an intentional decision I make in a particular circumstance or set of circumstances. In the secular world, I am outwardly submissive to my boss. Having been stopped in the past by the highway patrol, I am submissive to authority. I have an intellectual understanding of what it means, and I am willing to do it. I do fear, however, we sometimes take that same attitude to God. Now, don't mistake my point here. An intentional act of submission is certainly better than an act of defiance or an attitude of simply ignoring Him. But I think we owe God more than that, and sometimes it comes out as a choice. I think we often compartmentalize our submission just as well. There are some things I am readily committed to being submissive about. I fully trust Jesus Christ for my salvation, and I submit to him. I'm willing to submit more often than not when I need something, specifically divine intervention. I submit when I'm at the end of the rope. Thy will be done. That's more of resignation than a joyful act of submission. Shouldn't submission be more about recognition than intention? Now hang in there with me. Listen to the words of Thomas in today's reading. He says very simply, my Lord and my God. What else is there to say? Just rest on those five words for a minute and let them fully soak in. My Lord and my God. Thomas has come to the realization of who Jesus is, and in doing so, he better understands who he, Thomas, is. Thomas is fully submitted. The full passage from which our reading originates today is John chapter 20. However, to fully appreciate the context, you have to look at all the verses and understand this occurred on the same day that the tomb was discovered empty. We find the disciples gathered together in a room with shut and locked doors where they're hiding because of their fear of the Jews. And I get it. They've just witnessed the crucifixion of Jesus and they are rightfully afraid for their own lives. Jesus reveals himself to them and gives them the gift of the Holy Spirit, but Thomas is not there. When he arrives to where the others have gathered, I can only imagine the excitement that must have ensued from them as they told Thomas what they'd seen and heard. I wonder if Thomas sees a change in them from, having them, from them having received the Holy Spirit from Jesus. But his response is aggressive and defensive, and he sets parameters for his belief for which Jesus would soon rebuke him. Thomas says, "'Unless I see in the hands the imprint of the nails "'and put my finger in the place of the nails "'and my hand in his side, I will not believe.'" Eight days later, Thomas needs to be humbled, and Jesus does it. Notice Jesus does not engage in a debate or even discussion with Thomas. He simply says, "'Put your fingers here. "'Put your hand in my side.'" Thomas quickly recognizes his position and fully submits to Jesus. Jesus. What effect did this have on Thomas's life? Hippolyus records that Thomas was an active missionary and died in India. He writes, and I quote, And Thomas preached to the Parthenians, the Medes, the Hyrcanians, the Bactrians, the Marginians, and was thrust through in the four members of his body with a pine spear in a city in India and was buried there. Oswald Chambers ends today's short study well when he asks the simple question, Are we willing to be used by God? The answer lies in our willingness to be submissive. Have a great day.